Welcome to It's All Political, the San Francisco Chronicle's political podcast. I'm Joe Garofoli, the Chronicle's senior political writer, and today we're talking about Republicans. You know, as it begins its three-day convention on Friday, the California Republican Party has never been less relevant. It has no statewide elected officials. It's a super minority in the legislature. Only one in four registered voters belongs to it. And the state's entire GOP House delegation can fit in a minivan. Yet the three people who want to be the new chair of the California Republican Party are not calling for wholesale changes. Far from it. They don't want the party to change its policy positions. And they don't plan on backing away from President Trump. Today, we will hear from each of the people running for chair. Steve Frank, a longtime party activist and publisher of the conservative newsletter called the California Political Review. Travis Allen, who was a former Orange County assemblyman who ran unsuccessfully for governor last year. And Jessica Milan Patterson, a longtime party operative who leads an organization called California Trailblazers that trains uh, Republican candidates. It is turning into a race between the establishment candidate, Patterson, who's supported by nearly every top Republican elected official in California, versus Allen and Frank. Now, after we record these interviews, I wanted to tell you this. Frank and Allen announced that they were joining forces and leading, quote, the resistance to the party establishment. And in the likely event that the delegates deadlock on their first vote Sunday for a new party chair, Frank and Allen have urged their delegates to support the other one for party chair against Patterson, who would be the first female chair in California Republican Party history. Yes, for those of you keeping score at home, that's two conservative Republicans calling themselves the leader of, quote, the resistance, who are resisting against other Republicans. And now, without further ado, let's talk about Republicans next on It's All Political. Steve Frank, welcome to It's All Political. Joe, glad to be with you today. You are, you, and we are uh, speaking uh, via phone. You are at your home, which is literally one mile from the Reagan Library in Simi Valley. Is that accurate? That's correct. It's a beautiful place to visit. Uh, we always need visitors. Uh, give us our tax revenues. <laughs> there you go. Good plug. So we know the story of the Republican Party and the, and the dire straits it's in right now. So we'll, we'll, we'll move beyond that. It's a, there's no Republicans hold statewide office. They have a super minority in their legislature. Was it seven House members out of 53? Um, and, and one out of every, what, four voters? Less than every, one out of every four voters is Republican in California. Um, Democrats about f- over 40%. You have a 15-page plan that, that details what you would do about this, but give us a, kind of the, the top-line summary. How would you pull the Republican Party out of these doldrums? Well, the first step is to provide a transformational leadership for the state party. Over the last uh, several years, we have stopped uh, voter registration. We have stopped making sure we have candidates for every office. In the, in the 218 ele- November election, we had out of 153 legislative offices, uh, 41 without a Republican on the ballot. Uh, we didn't have a statewide message uh, for the voters, the, the general public, to vote for the Republicans. If you don't have registration, if you don't have candidates, if you don't have a message, uh, the debacle of November 6th was easily predictable. And so what needs to be done is go back, as I call it, going back to the basics. Uh, you do voter registration. 
you do a communications uh, uh, effort by going on talk radio, uh, providing up uh, opinion pieces uh, once a week for local newspapers. Make yourself available for as chairman for uh, interviews with newspapers and TV stations as well as radio stations, and. and generally uh, make the Republican Party stand for something. In the last several years, we've not really taken a shot at uh, Governor Brown and the Democrats while taxes are going up, homelessness has gone up, poverty has gone up. Uh, we've, we've seen all this happen, and our Republican Party has said very little. And as uh, chairman of the state Republican Party, I'm going to be a positive disruptor of the political system here in California. Now, money is not the problem for the Republican Party. Correct me if I'm wrong. You raised, what, $34 million last year. That seems to be more than enough to to uh, to create an infrastructure in the party. Um, why isn't that working? What, what would you do different? Well, just to give you an example, the state of Texas Republican Party, they only raised $6 million. For their $6 million, uh, they have every state constitutional office. They control the state House of Representatives, their version of the state assembly. They control the state Senate. They have two U.S. senators. For our $34 million, we didn't even get a T-shirt. It's not the amount of money that is raised. It is how you spend it. We have so much money going to consultants and polling. We don't have the money going to where it counts, putting candidates on the ballot, voter registration. The Democrats in Orange County alone in 218 harvested 250,000 absentee ballots. The Republican Party, zero. We need to be able to go back to the basics. It's not the money, Joe, that uh, is being raised. It's how you spend it. What about the issues? Uh, Poll after poll shows that the party is on the wrong side of the issues. As far as California voters go, on immigration reform, on climate change, would you suggest changing the party's position on any of these or other issues? No, I don't think we need to change our positions. They are freedom-based, and they are based on uh, actual economics and real science, not uh, junk science. I think, though, that the Republican Party has failed to create a message, and I think we should have a three-part message that resonates to every community in the state, regardless of ethnicity, nationality, origin, uh, gender, or or sexual orientation. And and that message is simple. Uh, Public safety, safety on our streets, Mm -hmm. quality education, including schools of choice, and lower taxes and limited government. We need to make government work for the people rather than the people working for the government. And, and yes, the issues that you brought up are interesting issues, climate change, uh, immigration, and, and some other issues that you could have mentioned that we haven't, uh, that isn't being discussed as well by the Republican Party. But the reality is people care about the money in their pocket, housing costs, the education of their children, and their safety in their home, on the streets, and in their businesses. And if we go to the basics uh, of what the people need, uh, they'll listen to us. But if we start going off in all different directions, or worse, we haven't done any messaging in six years, uh, that makes the the November 6th election uh, more understandable. 
the messaging last time when uh, and last year I should say was uh, was I thought a, a strong way to go at this given what, where the Republican Party was coming from generally and this is the John Cox message this is the state party message was hey Democrats have have run the show for you know several years now California is the highest poverty rate in the country we um, it's it, people are paying more and more for housing. Um, there's homelessness is spread beyond the big cities into the suburbs, into the rural areas. Give us a chance. Do you think that is an effective message? Because, I mean, or, or where do you think that went off the rails? Well, first of all, that was the message of uh, John Cox, who created a very uh, solid uh, uh, campaign for the November election. Mm-hmm. And he was right about that. But you have to go one step further. You want to see poverty? Go to Los Angeles, run by Democrats for two generations. You want to see failed education? Go to Oakland or Los Angeles, Santa Ana schools, and you'll see uh, failed government schools. LA Unified gave 52% of its diplomas in 2017 to students with a D average. They are functionally illiterate, and that's 52% of the students in LA Unified getting diplomas uh, just two years ago. Uh, we need to point out that is that the problems exist, but the problems exist because the Democrats have been running our cities and our counties and the state for so long, and now it's time to say no more. And until we, we tie the issues directly to the Democrats, uh, we will still not win elections, but even with all of that, you have to go back to the basics. You can't win an election without registered voters. We need to register voters. You can't win elections without candidates on the ballot. We need candidates on the ballot, and you need a message that the state party puts out as a generic message of, uh, of values and principles of the Republican Party so that the candidates in the local districts can take that as a base and a foundation for what their views are and the issues in their individual uh, communities and districts. And uh, I've spoken over the years to many uh, Latino Republican leaders who say that one of the reasons that Latino voters have left the Republican Party um, and are now you know, four square behind the, the, the Democrats is that they, they, they can't even hear that message um, because of the Democrat, or because of the Republican position on immigration, uh, opposing a pathway to citizenship, uh, would you do anything different about that to try and reopen that conversation with Latino voters? We've never opened a conversation with Latino voters, and let me give you an example. In the state of Texas, Governor Greg Abbott just won re-election, winning forty percent of the Hispanic votes with the exact same value and positions on immigration that California Republican Party and Republicans have. How come he gets 40 percent and the Republican Party in California gets between 17 and 20 percent of the uh, Latino vote? And the answer is simple. We don't show up at the Hispanic communities. We don't go to the Hispanic Grocers Association. We don't go to the Chambers of Commerce in Hispanic uh, communities of the state. We don't make the real effort to do the work that the Texas Republican Party does, and that's why they can uh, spend $6 million and get the results they do, and we can spend $34 million and have November 6th. We need to show up, 
and we need to show up not 60 or 90 days before an election. We need to show up every day Mm -hmm. between every election and not worry about elections, but worry about getting our message across. One more thing I wanted to ask you, Steve, and uh, <clears throat> I saw a clip of you at, uh, at, a, at a campaign event the other day um, where you said you opened by saying it's a great day in America. Donald Trump is president. Um, do you think that the Republican Party should stick with the president, even though two out of every three voters in California disapprove of the way he is handling his presidency? Well, as you know, Joe, every Wednesday morning at 645, I'm on the Brian Sussman show on KSFO. That's that's a good plug. That's a good plug. My my, uh, discussion on his show, after he introduces me, I say, what a great day in America. Donald Trump is still president. And the answer to, to your direct question is we should be talking about the results of the Trump administration. We have the historically lowest unemployment for Hispanics, for blacks, for Asians, for women, for the disabled. Uh, in recorded uh, uh, history of data being collected in those things. We have 600,000 new manufacturing jobs under Trump in two years, while uh, uh, Barack Obama in his eight years was losing, as well as George Bush, were losing manufacturing jobs. Uh, Trump has brought them back. So we should be talking about the positives of his, the results of his uh, policies. And that's really what counts. You you know, we could talk about tweets. We could talk about his personality. The reality is that people in California live by economics, quality education, safety in the streets. And we should be uh, proud of the the results of the policies and not uh, be uh, complaining about his tweets. Let the Democrats do that. We should be promoting uh, the the low unemployment and the great economics of our times. All right, Steve, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Up next, Travis Allen. Travis Allen, welcome back to It's All Political. Joe, thanks so much for having me back on. You are, uh, we're talking via phone today. You are in the state capitol. Um, and I want to talk to you. We, we know the numbers of, of how far the Republican Party has fallen. Uh, no Republicans hold statewide office. We've got a super minority in the legislatures, only seven House members out of 53. 24% of the party is registered. What are you going to do to revive the Republican Party should you be elected chair? Well, very simply, we have to rebuild the California Republican Party. It has been allowed to you know, slide off the cliff here in our state. And the 2018 elections, which you just referenced, uh, were, it was the worst result we've seen since 1978 in the governor's race, the worst result we've seen relatively in a congressional races since 1883. We lost half of our congressional seats. So, you know, this is not one election cycle. This has been going on for well over a decade. And it's not just the Democrats have done so well. It's that the California Republican establishment has failed in California. So you ask what we're going to do. Very simple. It's a three-point plan. Number one, register new voters statewide in California. This has not been done in over a decade. 
Uh, number and as part of that, we need to essentially organize the entire state. This is the the concept of community organizing. So we need a Republican street captain on every street, a Republican precinct captain in every precinct, a Republican representative in every school, every high school, every church, every organization across the state of California, and empower these people to be the brand ambassadors of the Republican Party. So that's step one. Step two is we need to attack the election fraud of the California Democrats in California. You know, there has been a lot of talk uh, in the media. Certainly you saw the DMV uh, publicly acknowledge they illegally registered over over 24,000, almost 25,000 voters in, uh, in the last election cycle, including people who are not even citizens of the United States. The worst that happened was, you know, the, the director lost her job. I think she got uh, her pension for sure, and she may have even gotten a severance. But, you know, there was no criminal charges and nothing happened. This is on top of stories of Democrat operatives, you know, handing homeless people cigarettes uh, for votes and, you know, massive fraud in places like Trinity County that have, you know, ongoing lawsuits against uh, Democrat elected officials. So this is something that has to be pursued in federal court all the way to the Supreme Court. Because yeah, to, to, to be clear, the, the, the Secretary of State said he has not found widespread voter fraud here. Yeah, ab- absolutely shocking. This is what Alex Padilla, Democrat, saying, you know, no, no problem here, nothing to see, just, just move along. It's the same nonsense we heard from the California DMV, and they've only admitted to you know, illegally registering 25,000 people or forwarding them on to the Secretary of State for registration. Uh, this, this is the tip of the iceberg, and, and there, there is potentially much, much more. And here's the issue. This is not a Republican issue. It's not a Democrat issue. It is an issue for every single citizen that believes that your vote should count and that we should have free and fair elections. So number one, register voters statewide. Number two, get rid of any of this election fraud that's been going mm-hmm. on in our system that is systemic. Uh, and then lastly, you know, when we have built up that statewide army that is registering new voters, that is able to do ballot harvesting in 2020, when we've gotten rid of you know, this rampant election, uh, electioneering that's going on in California, including the, the illegal activity, then ultimately Gavin Newsom is going to do something foolish, and Javier Becerra and Alex Pitti and the rest of them. And I don't know whether it's the water tax. I don't know whether it's pulling the National Guard off of our borders, which is what he's threatening to do right now. Um, but something uh, will be so egregious that the California public will rise up, much like we did in 2003, and we will recall Gavin Newsom and all of the rest of them. But we must be prepared as the Republican Party with a – we have 5 million Republicans in the state. We must be prepared to have them organized and networked, registering new voters, and actually getting rid of this election fraud. So when this opportunity comes to you know, completely change the tide in California – the Republican Party is ready for it. And it's that state of readiness, that preparation that we haven't seen for going on well over a decade in California. So one way you you say that all that stuff, of course, whether it be legal action, whether it be registering voters, uh, is going to take money. And the party raised $34 million, uh, in the last year or so. Uh, but you have a plan called the California 100,000, correct? You want to get 100,000 yeah, uh, Republican voters to give 10 bucks a month to the party um, as a way to, you know, pay for all this stuff. Um, two, two things. One, how do you get people to give to an enterprise that has been, seems to be impotent in the last couple of years just by the sheer numbers? And also one of your opponents, uh, Steve Frank, says if Travis could raise that money you know, uh, for his camp, if he could raise that money, why didn't he do it for his campaign? And I wanted to get you, give you a chance to respond to that. <laughs> 
Well, let's let's be very clear. I am the largest Republican fundraiser by number of donors in the state of California. I have over 25,000 donors, which is more than any other Republican uh, statewide. Uh, I outraised John Cox through the primary in my governor's race. Now, he put in five million bucks out of his own pocket, but I actually raised more money than he did. That, uh, that and, wasn't and, not and counting money donors. he raised. He gave to himself, you're saying. Correct. Okay. Yeah, not not counting the the five million bucks he pulled out of his own pocket. I outraised him. I also outraised people like David Hadley, who is widely touted as one of the best Republican fundraisers uh, in the in the chairman's race. I'm running the next Republican Party chairman of California. I am also the top fundraiser. Uh, Jessica Patterson is the main competition. She raised two point four million dollars uh, since two thousand and eleven. I've raised fifty percent more, three point six million dollars uh, since two thousand and twelve. And, and by the way, you know, Steve Frank, the one that just leveled this accusation, has never raised a dime in his life. So, you know, very clearly, I am the largest small donor fundraiser in the state of California. And the plan is very simple. You know, $10 a month, that's three cups of coffee, from 100,000 of the 5 million California Republicans. And we make a simple promise. 10 bucks a month gets you a new Republican registration across the state of California. And every single dollar of that goes directly into voter registration. $10 a month from 100,000 donors is a million dollars a month, 24 million over two years. That's an increase to the current budget of 34 million of over 70%. And, and I'll give you one last thing. The last time the Republican Party had 100,000 donors was under Ronald Reagan. What is the, you know, poll after poll, I want to talk to you about issues. Uh, poll after poll shows that the party's on the, on the wrong side of the issues when it comes to California um, voters, at least whether it be immigration reform or climate change, is there any public policy that you would change in the Republican Party? Uh, well, you know, it's a very broad statement, but let me just first disagree with the question itself. I think the polls are wrong. You know, very simply, I don't think the polls accurately reflect what, what, ordinary Californians believe. You know, for instance, you take a look at climate change. There are people that believe that climate change is man-made, and there's others that think the science is still out. But regardless, you would be hard-pressed to find anybody that thinks that raising taxes is the answer, right? But yet that's the constant policy prescription of the California Democrats. Uh, you know, the second thing you mentioned was immigration reform. Well, we all know in California that illegal immigration is a massive problem. Yet we have, you know, Democrat leaders across the nation saying that they don't want to secure our borders, which means they don't want to do anything to protect our country. And even, you know, just right now, as we speak, uh, Gavin Newsom is about to give his state of the, the state address. Mm -hmm. And in there, he is going to pull the National Guard off of our borders. Now, I don't know how anyone thinks that this is a good idea. It's certainly not the kind, humanistic, caring thing to do. You know, these are people that have been trafficked, that are coming to, to our borders uh, under dire circumstances. And then they're coming into our state where, you know, they are subject to, you know, all sorts of, uh, basically, they're, they're people that are coming in illegally, which means that they're going to be living in the shadows. It's going to be meaning that California citizens who have, you know, passed through the proper immigration protocol, they are now essentially shortchanged. People are going to be in our state that have not paid into our system and yet are using our benefits. It's not fair to the people that want to come to our country legally. It's not fair to the California citizens. Mm -hmm. And if you take a look at the drugs and the trafficking that's going on on the border today, and this is rampant, and it's coming across the California-Mexico border every single day. 
pulling out the National Guard is not just irresponsible, uh, it's, it's uncompassionate. And uh, it, it strikes directly at what Republican values are, which is standing up not just for our sovereign borders, but standing up for our California people and saying, you know what, citizenship matters. And being in this country is a privilege, and people are welcome to come, but you need to come in the front door. But you wouldn't, but you wouldn't change any policy that you would think of, you know, general policies for the Republican Party. Anything on the platform that you that you disagree with? I'm actually uh, a very staunch defender of the Republican platform. Mm-hmm. I think the okay. Republican platform stands for you know common sense values, and these are American values. You, you take a look at things like better schools, safer communities. Uh, lower taxes, a more efficient and responsible government, secure borders, a strong American family. These are issues that almost every single Californian, every single American agrees with. This is the platform of the Republican Party. What I want to see is I want to see Republican brand advocates in every single street and every single community essentially getting this Republican message out there that if you're sick and tired of, you know, out-of-control homelessness, the worst in the nation poverty, the worst in the nation traffic, and sky-high taxes, then you know what? You might just be a Republican and welcome to the party. <laughs> okay. What what about um, Latino voters in California? And uh, for years I've talked to Latino Republicans who've said that it's hard for them to become Republicans because they can't get past the fact that uh, the Republican Party opposes a pathway to citizenship. They can't even have that conversation started. They may agree with uh, Republicans on other issues. They may be uh, culturally uh, sympathetic with them at some levels, but they can't make that leap and or, or start that conversation. What would you do yeah. to start the conversation with Latino uh, voters in California? Look, the conversation's already been started a long time ago. We have phenomenal Latinos that, that have run for office in, in the state of California, and you know, many of which have supported me and are currently supporting me as, in my chairman's run. You know, very simply, not all Latinos believe in you know amnesty and believe in you know open borders and the policy prescriptions of the California Democrats. And I think that to to un, to believe that you know all Latinos want to have an unprotected southern border and unfettered immigration is is not just wrong. Um, I think it is a disservice to the community. Look, you know, very simply, the Republican Party is the party that doesn't see color boundaries. We don't see ethnicities. We are the party that freed the slaves. We're the party that believes you're judged by the content of your character, not the color of your skin. Identity politics are the realm of Gavin Newsom, Kamala Harris, and, and the California Democrats. So the values that we believe in are values that every Latino believes in and every other you know, uh, cultural subgroup you might choose to mention, uh, majority or minority, you know, better schools, safer communities, lower taxes, more responsible government, a strong military, you know, uh, all of these things. These are American values. And by the way, this is why they register a lot more Latinos as Republican in Texas than in California, because they understand that it is simply our values are Republican values that are shared by every, every American that believes in common sense. And the real problem in California has not been a problem of message. It's been a problem of actually getting out there and registering voters. It's very difficult to register new voters when you don't have a statewide program, which is what we have not had at the state level for well over a decade. That's why our registration has gone from 34, 37% in the late 90s to 24% today, including among all of the various ethnic groups, because the Republican Party establishment has sat on their hands and sold out Republicans by not registering new Republicans and being more, you know, being more straightforward in its messaging. You know, very clearly, we're the Republican Party. We are the party that believes in empowerment. We are the party that wants to see you succeed. And therefore, you know, we need to be at every immigration ceremony, mm-hmm. every church event, every, you know, street fair, every county, county fair. 
this is what a statewide bounty program and what a statewide voter registration program looks like when Travis Allen is the chairman of the California Republican Party. And one more question, Travis, is um, uh, part of your pitch is that being a Republican and returning to those core values that you've referred to a couple of times is involved, includes supporting our president. Isn't that a, going to hurt the party long term in a state where two out of every three voters, according to just about all the polls, disapprove of the way the president's handling his job? Listen, I, I absolutely disagree with those polls. If you watch the State of the Union, the approval rate was sky high. You know, currently the, the, the title that I just saw this morning was Trump's approval is well over 50 percent. I think it's 52 percent. And Wait, where, where was that? 52 percent. Actually, just just came out with Rasmussen this morning. Okay. Uh, Rasmussen and Gallup. Yeah. Uh, and that's nationwide. And okay. you but in California, look, you the, ask yourself, the, the Public Policy Institute, the, the all, all polls say that it's one of every three support it. And, and, you and, listen, disagree and with they're wrong. Okay. I absolutely disagree. And this this is a difference between leadership and following. Look, the president leads, and, and not everyone might like all of his, treats or his tweets or his public pronouncements, but you take a look. Here's a guy that in two years has dramatically slashed regulations, which has enabled companies to come to, to the United States and expand. He has lowered taxes, which has resulted in one of the biggest economic booms we've seen in decades, lowest unemployment on record for almost every every ethnic group you can imagine, as well as rise, rising real wage gains. He's strengthened the military. He's renegotiated trade deals. This is a guy that has delivered. And if you watch the State of the Union, you understand this is not a divisive message. The ones trying to divide us are the California Democrats who are trying to tell people that you are different because of the way that you look or the color of your skin. This is nonsense. We beat this in our country decades ago. It's time for a strong Republican Party that you know, is very clear about our common sense values, our common sense message. And I'll tell you right there, Joe, that is leadership that will bring the Republican Party back to prominence in California. All right, Travis, thanks for being on again. It's my pleasure. Up next, Jessica Milan Patterson. Jessica Milan Patterson, welcome to It's All Political. Hi, Joe. Thanks for having me. All right. So uh, we, we know the, the story that, that the numbers tell us about the Republican Party, about uh, nobody holding statewide office, super major- minority in the legislature, seven House members out of 53 in California. What would you do to change that slide? I think that our party is certainly at a turning point. And what we really need to focus on is coming together as a party uniting, not talking about what is or isn't a good Republican, and bringing our fight to the Democrats, going into communities that have felt neglected by us over the years, stop conceding certain communities, and really partnering with many people that we already have on the ground and energizing them and bringing our message. Um, The Democrats don't want to talk about their record. Um, What their record has here in California has brought us to 45th when it comes to education, but we're the poverty capital of the country. And I think that if we went out there and we really brought our message into these communities and showed them what the alternative solutions are that the Republicans are offering, then we, we have a fighting chance. And that's what I want to do as the state party chair. Now, when we first met, when you say certain communities, when we first met about, what was it, nine, ten years ago, you were the field director for the Meg Whitman gubernatorial campaign, doing a lot of outreach yeah. to the Latino community. I think you spun me around uh, East, o- East L.A., right? correct? Was that right? That's right. You went to the, we, I brought you by the church that I got married. I yes, think, right yes, there. that is that is true. Uh, miraculous medal. And uh, 
I think we had lunch at Ordonez's. Yes, right yes. there on, on Garfield. Yeah. Now, but but support among Latinos has dropped precipitously. Um, was it? And and this year, there's zero Latino Republicans in the state legislature. What, what would you do different? Does that? include any policy changes like should the should the republican party of uh, california embrace a pathway to citizenship for uh, undocumented folks well i think that the president has made you know numerous offers on um, different types of comprehensive immigration reform but i also think that you know we have done things on the local level here in California. There's a great organization that you're familiar with. I think that day that, you know, we were out mm-hmm. um, driving around East L.A. and I was showing you that new headquarters that we had just opened up. Um, Hector Brahas was with us. Mm-hmm. And shortly thereafter, he started an organization called Grow Elect. Mm-hmm. And Grow Elect is an organization that goes and recruits and helps train Latino Republicans all over the state. And, you know, they have some huge successes in some heavy D areas. And we need to find more ways to partner. We need to find more ways to make sure that they have the resources and tools that they need so people know that um, Republican uh, values are the same as Latino values. And embracing um, and engaging within these communities to make sure that that message is heard. But it's not, you wouldn't embrace a, a pathway to citizenship. You don't think the party should do that then for Latinos? I think I think that largely our elected officials will be working on the policy side mm-hmm. of things. And, you know, we will be working in conjunction with them to get the message out on what the policy of those things are. Yeah. So, and Grow Elect, is, is, as you say, has had a ton of successes. I wrote about them a couple months ago. The challenge with them is that they, I don't believe they've elected anyone, maybe one person, um, They've elected a couple hundred people to local office where you don't have to identify if you're a Republican or Democrat. But once folks have to identify I'm a Republican, then they haven't been they haven't been winning. What what's the disconnect there? What what can you do about that? Right. It's certainly more difficult um, once the R goes behind your name. But that is why we have to work harder in these communities to show that the R isn't something that should change who the person is. Um they are the same person that ran at the local level. Mm-hmm. Um, a good example of that was a few years ago, Dante Acosta mm-hmm. um, was someone who ran at the local level um, and then you know, continued on and went into the state legislature. Um, so we certainly need to work on it more, but we also have to make sure that we are encouraging these candidates at the local level to run at the assembly and Senate level. Um, and so building up their profiles, building up their ground game, building up their networks within these communities is incredibly important. And that will lead to more successes um, at the legislative level, I believe. Now, uh, as we said, uh, both you and your opponents uh, for the chair position agree that the Republican Party is in, in a low point right now, just in the, the numbers tell the story. I wanted to see if you would change, you we talked about immigration reform, but what about some other policies in California where there is it's hard to get the conversation started with voters because they disagree. The, the party is at odds with where, where most pe- people in California are on issues like uh, climate change. Would you change anything in the way that the party talks about climate change? Was that is that a way to to reach out and get more independent voters, perhaps? Well, I think that you know we all care about the environment, 
And I think that, you know, maybe the way we go about it might be differently. But the conversation and the talking points, I, I mean, I think that the messaging certainly is important. And it's not just what you say, it's how you say it to people as well. Um, so I think we will be focusing on making sure that our core principles, ideals, and values don't have to change. Maybe the way that we talk about them or the way that we address them do. We'll be an example of that. But what, what the way that's talked about now, what would you like to see change? So I think, um, you know, a good example of that is, you know, the environment. I think we all care about the environment. In fact, in our, our platform, it talks about how much we care about the environment. Um, so, so talking about the environment in a way that isn't, you know, um, denying of science and, and so forth, I think is an important thing to do as we um, reach out to people throughout the state. And... Um... Now, for several years, you've led an organization called the California Trailblazers, and that's uh, basically you're recruiting and, and training uh, candidates to be, or folks to be candidates for uh, office who are Republicans. Um, now, one of your uh, one of your opponents, Travis Allen, former Assemblyman uh, Travis Allen, he said, well, you know, in that time, the party's gone from holding about 15 seats in the state Senate down to 11. We've gone from 28 seats in the state assembly down to 20. He says, Jessica Patterson is the choice of the failing California Republican establishment. And with a record like that, you shouldn't be elected. How would, I wanted to give you a chance to respond to that. What, what would you say to that? So I'm incredibly proud of the work that we've done at California Trailblazers. Um, we have elected new members to the legislature every single cycle, including this last cycle with Assemblyman Tyler Deep and Senator Andreas Borges. The candidates come to our organization as first-time candidates. And um, then they become members of the, uh, the legislature and the caucus, and, you know, they, they move on from there. But every single cycle, we have elected new trailblazer candidates. Um, we have raised a ton of money. We have bundled a ton of money. And we started because there was a vacuum. Mm -hmm. There was a vacuum for candidates being trained and also the recruitment side of things. And so we went out there and we developed this organization that uh, the donor community has been fully behind from the beginning and continues to be behind uh, because we turn out amazing legislators. We have candidates that have never run for office, some that have run for office on a local level, but never at the legislative level. And even some that have run on the legislative level, like Assemblywoman Pat Bates or Senator, excuse me, she was an Assemblywoman, then a supervisor, and then came into Trailblazers and ran for Senate. Um, Senator Scott Wilkes, Senator Ling Ling Chang. Um, so we have candidates that are at all different levels that have benefited from the Trailblazers program. And um, the vacuum that we have filled over the years I think people are incredibly grateful for that, and that's why they continue to contribute to an organization like Trailblazers because of the good work that we do. And I stand by it. This is uh, this race for chairs is seen as a, a, a choice, uh, sort of a fork in the road, and, and that was put into very uh, plain terms by one of your endorsers, Chad Mays. He's a, um, a, a, an assemblyman and the state legislature. And he recently tweeted, if Travis Allen becomes chair of the Republic, California Republican Party, more sitting legislature, legislators will leave the California Republican Party. Winning in politics requires addition, 
demagoguery and division proves to be a losing strategy. Do you think, and, and, and um, uh, Catherine Baker recently told me for, uh, Colin wrote about this, that she believes that this is true. Other people will leave, and, and she's also a fan of yours. Do you think that's true? Do you think that more people will really leave the party if, if, if Travis uh, becomes chair? And, and he definitely has a much more you know, conservative uh, tone to his campaign. So I would say that I'm incredibly proud of the broad base of support that I have. Um, I'm the only one in this race that, you know, is really trying to unite our party. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't talk poorly about my opponents or any other Republicans for that matter. I think it's not effective. I think it's a waste of time. And I Mm -hmm. think that the Democrats are doing enough here in California where we need to make sure that we are bringing the fight to them, that we're mm-hmm. showing a viable alternative to what the Democrats are serving up because it's not working here in California. Mm-hmm. It just isn't working. And so my hope is that regardless of who the chairman is, I feel very good about going into Sunday's vote about where we're going to be. But I'm going to be the chairman for everybody. And I want to be a person that unites all of our 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 constituents around the state. Um, I would have rather have someone like Catherine Baker in office who's voting with Republicans 89% of the time than the Democrats that's there, that's there now that will not. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm going to be the chair that always leads by example. I'm going to be the chair that is always trying to bring people together. Mm-hmm. And um, if, you know, something happens and I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm going to be supportive of our Republican Party. I love our party too much not to be. And uh, where are you on the President Trump? Uh, you voted for him. Um, yeah. uh, but he's, of course, wildly unpopular with most uh, Californians. Two-thirds of Californians disapprove of the job he's doing. What What should the party do about uh, President Trump? Do they speak out more against him? Uh, do they, they laud him for the good job he's doing? How do you, how do you deal with that? So, like I said, I don't spend a lot of time um, speaking poorly of other Republicans, mm-hmm. um, just because I think that there's so much that we can focus on here in California with when it comes to the Democrats. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a, you know, a, a portion of the chairman's job and of the party's job where, you know, we take a delegation to the national convention mm-hmm. and, you know, we will certainly be working towards that. We will be largely focused on super localizing our message here if I'm the next party chair. Mm. We're going to be talking about the things that matter to Californians, the things that are affecting them day to day. I understand that the Democrats want to talk about President Trump and whatever the 3 a.m. tweet was. Um, The fact of the matter (laughs) is they need to talk about their record. They need to talk about why we're 45th when it comes to education, but we're the capital of poverty in this country. Mm-hmm. They need to be talking about that. They need to be answering that. And it's going to be my job to take them to task on it. Okay. Jessica, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. I'd like to thank you all for listening to today's podcast. I'd like to thank each of our guests, Jessica Milan-Patterson, Steve Frank, and Travis Allen. I'd like to thank Libby Coleman for producing today's podcast. And remember... Whether you believe the polls on Trump or not, it's all political. It's all political as part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is our editor-in-chief. Our music, our theme music that we have is Cattle Call. That's written by Randy Clark and performed by Randy Clark and Song. If you like this show, subscribe, rate, and review it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. For more great journalism like this, Subscribe to the San Francisco Chronicle at sanfranciscochronicle.com slash subscribe. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Garofoli. Thanks.